Shut up and sit down. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. As always, we want to take a moment to remind you why you are here listening to us today. If you're investing your valuable time into our podcast, it's because you understand the truth behind Albert Einstein's words. Problems cannot be solved by the same level of thinking that created them. So if you want to find financial freedom, make more money, quit your current 9 to 5 job, or if you want to increase your bottom line, be a better investor, or be a better business owner, then you must follow the number one rule in business, which is be of service to others. Business bros would love to help you maximize your profits by helping you find ways to be of service to more people alongside our fellow entrepreneurs and the Money Coaching Club, aka who we consider to be strategic partners, (laughs) E equals MC squared. So please join the conversation at Business Bros Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and visit our website, csfirst.com. That's S-I-A-S-F-I-R-S-T.com for previous episodes. And as you listen today, remind yourself of these three questions regarding today's topic. Why did you get into business in the first place? What does your life look like when you've helped others to make more money? And how can you take advantage of the information you hear today? By scheduling your free strategic partnership call today. <laughs> Remember, if success is for me, schedule a strategic partnership Today for free? Yeah, I don't know. I don't we'll, know. We'll, we'll work gonna, on that line. We're working on it. We're working on it. All right. First oh, of all, thing. hi, Paulina. Hi, Paulina. Oh, Thanks for joining us. Instagram. That's all right. I'm yeah. going to say hi to her anyway. <laughs> she should be following us on Twitter, too. She is. Oh, actually. well, then she's awesome. Yeah. I love her. She does rock. She does. So, um, what happened yesterday? I mean, I think we had our mind... A little bit, yeah. It was pretty. It was pretty awesome. For those of you who have not already listened to yesterday's interview with Katon, go back and take a listen. This dude dropped some bombs, some just bombs of knowledge and uh, and I don't know what that was. Oh, I was uh, yeah, just answering the 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 Instagram thing. No, yeah, Katon dropped some some great knowledge on us. I mean, he he took what we were already doing and then kind of took it to a whole new level. He's like, dudes. You guys are doing good. You guys are doing great. You can do awesome. <laughs> yeah, he really did. He really I mean, did. What you guys didn't know is that after we recorded that podcast, we still stayed talking for another like half hour, 45 minutes on mm-hmm. just, you know, the things that we're going to end up doing to uh, continue to grow this podcast and to continue to reach more people and how we're going to work uh, with them to uh, help real estate agents make more money. Real estate agents, insurance agents. We got a lot of things that we're working on. 2019 is going to be the year of strategic partnerships. Oh, for sure. And if you didn't hear, that's James's buzzword for the week. That's the buzzword for the week. I don't know how long it's going to last, but we're going to do an episode on that. Oh, for sure. All right. So do we want to jump into into our... Well, you know what? Before we do that, by the way, real estate agents, look, here's the big thing. Or insurance agents. The biggest problem we hear from you guys when you're talking about building your business is you can't generate leads. You don't know how to generate leads or you don't know what to do with the leads once you have them, right? And so we want to make sure that we're reaching out to you guys to help you both uh, achieve the success by finding ways for, for lead generation. We share a lot of lead generation ideas with you already on the show. Uh, things uh, for real estate agents anyways, things like uh, how, how to properly do an open house, how to... Uh, um, I'm sorry, uh, prospect 
for sale by owners, how to prospect expired listings, how to how to prospect your circle of influence, setting up your A, B, C, and D leads. A lot of great information that you can use on a regular basis to help grow your business as it stands now. On top of that, we're gonna set you up with doing a full media package. So if that sounds like something you might be interested, go scroll down on the show notes on today's episode, or if you're listening to us on Instagram or Facebook, uh, go to our website, csfirst.com, click on the free coaching call, and then we'll get in contact with you and set that thing up so you can be on a podcast we can have a camera crew there we can help get all your digital media content so you have all kinds of stuff and then and uh that you can post on social media and then on top of that we can help you with the lead generation then it's going to be up to you to kick some butt and actually turn those leads into appointments because that's really what has value right that's the only thing that has value that's the only thing that has even katon knew that absolutely i mean it doesn't matter how easy it is to generate leads leads you can generate all the time i i tell you this every single day is that you can generate leads for free there is no real need to pay for leads Mm -hmm. however leads are worthless if you don't convert them, if you can't turn them into an appointment, if you can't pick up the phone and actually talk to the person on the other line, then the lead is going to be worthless. You can have all the best leads in the world. Leads are not closed deals that fall into mm-hmm. your lap. Mm-hmm. Let's just get that straight. We, yeah. we said that with Katon. We say that over and over again. That's what I was gonna but say. leads are not closed deals that fall in your lap. You actually have to do some work and turn them into something that has a commission check attached to it by being of service to a a person. That was probably one of my favorite parts of that interview too was when he was like, hey, I mean, you have to work, right? What a concept. (laughs) Yeah, what a concept. What a concept. You You actually have to You have to actually do something. Hey, mom's on the the, uh, Facebook live. Hey, mama. Hi, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Always making mom proud. All right, let's, uh, let's jump back into our show notes. So we were talking about creative workarounds and excuses, right? Excuses are like, Noses, noses right everybody's got one stop making excuses for all the things that you say you want to do and find ways or creative workarounds to not do those things that you need to do so last we spoke on was some lead generation excuses right so uh the no, common i think we did the follow-up ones too and yeah yeah we did some of the follow-up well yeah we did the follow-up ones right yep. so we did lead generation things like I, I don't know what to say things like i feel like i'm bugging people things like no one's buying or selling right now or everyone's waiting until the new year so pop back to uh creative workarounds part one and you'll you'll see how we try to break those things down using uh internalizing scripts or call blocks or face-to-face uh, conversations or drop-ins where you actually sit down and talk to them and asking for referrals. We also did the follow-up excuses. These are things like, oh, I always get a voicemail or it's the holidays, right? Or it's family time or how often should I call? All these questions that you're asking yourself and they're stopping you from actually doing the work that you need to do. Right, and we kind of referred you to. We have an eighteen uh, relentless lead follow up process that we get that we do in our Harris Certified Coaching Program, and it's great for keeping you on track on how to continue to follow up. Because I'm telling you, most of the money's made in the follow up. Mm-hmm. The very first time you ta- contact somebody, it's not going to be the first time you're going to get them to convert. Very, very rarely will that happen. Those are golden nuggets, right? Those are great if that happens, but that's not the majority of what ends up happening in sales. You have to have constant touches. Sometimes you're going to be calling somebody for five, six, seven, nine months at a time before they're in the buying window, but you need to be in constant contact. You need to have them uh, following up with them so that you are top of mind and that you're ready and that they're ready. They know you when they're ready to rock and roll. I wanted to say the rock and roll line before I actually (laughs) dropped it, right? Whoops. All right, so sometimes you think too fast for your mouth, you know? All the time. All the time. I'm always 
putting my foot in my mouth. All right, so uh, we have lead generation. We have follow-up. The next thing was pre-qualifying excuses. Look, we always say you need to pre-qualify every single one of your leads 100% of the time. Doesn't matter if they're buyers, doesn't matter if they're sellers, you need to pre-qualify them. Mostly you're looking for motivation and time frame. Motivation and time frame is absolutely important. Without knowing that, you don't know if this person's just going to be wasting your time as we go through the motions and, you know, you're driving them around to see houses that they're not even qualified to look at, right? So pre-qualifying excuses. Things like I know them personally. Just because you know them personally doesn't mean that you don't have to ask them the same questions as you ask every other client. You should. I mean, think about this. You are a professional, apparently. Apparently. Right? Apparently, you're a professional. And if you're a professional in sales, then you have a process. When you go to McDonald's, just should because anyway. the guy knows you, does he make the hamburger any different? No, he's going to make the same hamburger every single time because you expect a certain type of hamburger when you go to McDonald's and it's the same process for you in sales. You have a system in place. You need to pre-qualify every single one of the people that you work with so you can best understand what their situation is and you can be of service to the highest quality, to the highest level. There's no way that you can that you can constantly be of service to somebody if you're not asking them the questions that they need to be asked every single time. And that doesn't matter if it's a buyer or a seller. Even the people who you know the most deserve your utmost respect and professionalism. More if, so. More so. I, 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 agree, I agree. More so. Because supposedly you're a professional, then you need to act professionally with every single person. Right. Yep. Absolutely true. All right. Uh, the other one, pre-qualify excuse. They were a referral, so I don't need to pre-qualify them. No. You have to pre-qualify these referral people. Just because it's a referral doesn't mean it's a slam dunk appointment. And like we just said, even though it's a slam dunk appointment, you still need to make sure that you're pre-qualifying every single one of your leads. Without pre-qualifying them, you're going to get yourself into trouble. If it's a referral, even more so that you need to pre-qualify these people. You were referred because you are a good agent, because you have a system, because people expect expect a certain type of professionalism from you a certain type of that's the uh, word process from you right that's the word i was going to say you were referred because of your professionalism if you have a system if you have a method if you have a way of doing things look the person that you worked with that referred you you impressed them you did the right things you did exactly what you were supposed to do probably following this process so why wouldn't you do it again for the next person when it's a referral all the more reason to stay on top of it, keep your game face on, and get the next referral after that. Yeah, look, you're, the person you closed business with had a great experience with you. That is why you're getting the referral. So they expect the same experience to be had by the person that they're referring you to. And that includes pre-qualifying that lead. You need to make sure you ask those questions. A seller or a buyer doesn't know what they don't know. You are the professional and you need to ask these questions, things like motivation and time frame, to make sure that you are getting to know this particular client. If you graze over that, they're gonna, they're, they don't know that you're not supposed to ask these questions or that you're supposed to ask these questions, better said. Mm -hmm. They're just going to think that, oh, well, that was quick. Maybe he doesn't know everything or he didn't ask the right questions or whatever it is. You need to make sure you're in depth so you're getting to the details of the, you know, all that nitty gritty stuff. All right. Another pre-qualifying excuse um, I know this type of client, right? Oh, okay. So I don't know about you guys, but I know plenty of people who get offended when you stereotype them. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's oh. a ton of people who get offended when you stereotype. Let me not tell you a story about last night. Sheesh. <laughs> so Carlos if, Santana. Right? So guy. if you don't like being stereotyped, why are you doing it to a potential client or to a referral? Right? I know this type of client. Yes, it's true that specific types of clients, all cash buyers have a different way of doing things than an FHA or a new first-time home buyer. This is true, right? However... Just because they're first time, just because they have all cash, doesn't necessarily mean that they know exactly what they're doing every single time. So you need to make sure you ask the pre-qualification questions. And when we're talking about pre-qualifying, for example, if it's an all cash buyer, it doesn't mean do they qualify for a loan. If they're all cash, they're not going to use a loan. These time uh, time frame and motivation questions are different, right? What if you're talking to somebody who just inherited a bunch of money because you know their parents passed away, and you know you think they're buyers, but you don't know that they have a ton of, you know, they have a couple assets that they need to sell also. This is part of your pre-qualification script to get the whole picture wrapped around your, you know, you get an idea of what's going or what's going on so that you can really dig deep and help these people. What if they have, you know, multiple properties that they need to sell and then they want to turn around and buy some more properties, but they only came to you looking to sell one home. You don't know that they're looking to sell five or six. Right. So make sure you ask, ask the questions, you pre uh, these pre-qualification scripts make the biggest difference. All right. Uh, the next pre-qualification excuse. You want to read that one? Pre-qualification excuse. Uh, they D. said, yeah, D. <laughs> they said they were good to go. They said they were good to go. Right. How many times do you hear clients say, oh, no, I, I'm good. I'm good. All I need. You just just show me the home and, and we're good. I already got the down payment. I'm set. And then you write up the contracts. You get everything going. And then sure enough, mm. the money wasn't actually there or it was there, but it wasn't you know, sitting in the account for the amount of time that it needed to sit or the money was there, but it's in a 401k and they don't actually have access to the funds for another 90 days or whatever the situation is. Don't assume just because they said we're good to go that that's the exact answer. You need to dig a little deeper. You need to follow your pre-qualification script so you get a good idea of what's going on with this particular client. Again, you don't want to waste your time or look like an idiot, right? Because you didn't ask the right questions up front. So don't assume we're quote unquote good to go. I'm thinking, I'm sitting here thinking about insurance because I mean, obviously you're on the real estate side and that's how it happens and people get so close to closing that deal and then next thing you know, you know, or you waste a bunch of time just trying to get them, get them into a house and you show them a bunch of homes and the next thing you know, they don't actually have that money in the bank. Like you said, for us on the insurance side, it's losses, it's losses and claims. Oh yeah, no, everything's fine. Everything's good to go. Don't worry about it. And then you go and you get those loss runs and you find out that they had a $50,000 claim last year and you're like, oh great. Oh, that told me about that. Yeah. That's, that's going to definitely change your premium, for example. Right. Or might not even allow you to get your eligibility to even get that Mm -hmm. insurance policy. Right. So make sure you're asking the questions up front. And if you need scripts, Right? If you need scripts, send us an email, hernan at csfirst.com or james at csfirst.com. We'd love to help you out, whether it's on the insurance side or the real estate side, because you need to pre-qualify these people every single time. Otherwise, you're doing yourself a disservice and you're doing them a disservice and you want to be the best service possible, right? Be of service to others. All right. So that was... Uh, so, I mean, we get right oh, yeah. down into the, the must-dos when you're, quali- when you're pre-qualifying. 
which is to ask the right questions every single time. And we've talked about this. We've drilled down on this. We've beat this dead horse already every time. It doesn't matter who it is. It can be a referral. It can be someone you know. It can be someone who told you that they're good to go. It does not matter who they are. Ask the questions every time. Every single time without, I mean, it doesn't matter how awkward it is. I'll give you an example. One of the pre-qualification questions that we ask agents to ask sellers, for example, when they're going to, before they go to a listing appointment is, are you interviewing any other real estate agents? If so, how many and how are you going to decide? You need to know if you're competing, right? Mm. You're, you're not always the only agent that these people are talking to. They're oftentimes talking to multiple agents. And wouldn't it be nice, by the way, if you could figure out a way to uh, have the seller fight off your competition for you? I mean, wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> wouldn't it be cool if your seller, every time he interviewed an agent, asked the, asked the uh, agent questions where the other agent decided to walk away? These are tough questions. I don't want to deal with this person. That's okay. You can have the listing. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's nice, right? On Tuesdays at 2 o'clock, I do a seven-step listing process presentation. I'm sure you'd get some information out of, and I explain that exactly, how to get your sellers to fight off other agents for you. So check it it's out. It's a beautiful process. It's a beautiful process. All right. So um, now let's jump into, well, no, you had the- Our next money-making activity. There you go. All right. Presentation 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 and this one's always one of the hardest ones because people don't want to get in front of another person and present information people don't want to accept that they're salespeople agents don't want to accept that they're salespeople but they are they absolutely it's are a tough pill we that are. you gotta swallow we are salespeople but we are of service to others we are of service to others look presentation first of all anytime you're gonna present don't wing it don't just make it up as you go. You should have a script. You should have a proven script, something that works, something that other agents have used to be successful at what it is they do. There are plenty of presentations out there. Real estate agents, you need to have a good presentation. It's part of what good coaching is going to help you do, whether it's through a broker or whether through it's a coaching program, it doesn't matter. Having a script in mind, having a system of what you're going to say at every single presentation is going to get you from point A to point B. You're going to, if you wing it, you don't know what piece of the information that you're missing. You don't know what information resonated really mm-hmm. well. You don't know what's going on because you're making it up as you go. I don't need a presentation. I can wing it. I got a great personality. People love me. And that's true. Look, if you do have a great personality, that's going to help. It's going to get you a lot further than people who don't. Mm -hmm. But being prepared and presenting correctly, same way every single time so that the the important questions get answered is going to take you to the next level, right? The great personality is super helpful. There's, it's invaluable. It It really is. However... As great as your personality is and as lovable as you are, if you're not following a script and you don't have your presentation planned out and ready to go, you're going to miss information. Not just that. Look, we're talking about presentation. We're talking about when you actually get there. So for agents, this is a listing appointment or this is a buyer's agreement appointment, right? And this is when you're actually at the appointment. But in all reality, your presentation started way in advance. Your presentation started when you first made contact with this particular prospect, when you started to turn into an appointment, when you when you followed up, when you did the pre-qualification, when you asked all these important questions, mm-hmm. when you're answering their questions that they have in mind before you even get to the appointment. When you give all them the pre-listing things, package. When you, when you give them the pre-listing package, right? All these things are part of your presentation. Now, once you get there, 
that's another part of the presentation, right? Mm -hmm. That's when you're face to face. That's what, what does the process go through? And look, even in slam dunk appointments, you need to have a presentation ready to go. One of the things that people tend to graze over when they're doing their presentation, they think it's in depth. Agents think they went, uh, they thoroughly talked about this, but it wasn't clear enough for the seller or the buyer, right? And, and that comes down to price. Price is probably one of the biggest things that you graze over. And if you don't price a home correctly as a listing agent, you're setting yourself up for those awkward conversations of price reductions, right? Those are not fun conversations that you have to have. And they usually come when you've already made the mistake of pricing the, the home uh, incorrectly, or you didn't present the information correctly to show the value of why the home needs to be presented the right way, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You didn't probably pre-qualify this person initially to understand their time frame and motivation. And because you didn't understand their time frame and motivation, they're just deciding to pick a number out of thin air and put it on the house, hoping that it'll sell and it doesn't end up going for that price, right? So all these things have, you know, they, they all come back full circle. You need to understand the value of you know, the pre-qualifying and the value of making sure that you follow a scripted presentation. Do you have to regurgitate words that you've memorized? No, but you need to understand what process is in place so that when you are asking the questions, when you are working towards that presentation, you have a specific goal in mind. You know what you're saying is going to lead to the next point, to the next point, to the next point, and ultimately to the signed contract. Whenever I'm teaching the insurance class, I talk a lot about concepts. You have to understand the concept of the script. You have to understand the reasoning behind some of the things that we say. I always think of that movie, Tommy Boy. Mm -hmm. And what do you say? He's like, do you have to stick your head up a bull's ass to see if it's a good steak or not? <laughs> right? Something along those lines. Like, you got those little zingers in there, you know, for sure. But it's the concepts that you want to understand when it comes to those scripts, understand the concepts, understand what you're trying to say, understand the meaning and the purpose behind everything that you're bringing to the table, and it's going to make your job a lot easier. Oh, 100%. 100% easier. All right. So, presentation do's, right? Presentation must do's. Must do's, right? Go for it. Scripts, scripts, scripts. I don't know if we've said it enough already. You have to follow a script. You have to have some sort of presentation outline, some sort of, you know, conversational outline. If you don't want to call it a script, I don't care how you feel about it. You got to have something professionally put out there that you're going to follow every single time. Next. Pre-listing package and, oh, for insurance, binder packs. For real estate agents, look, the pre-listing package, if you don't have a pre-listing package, I don't even know what to tell you. That thing is almost magical like almost literally will get you your listing appointment for Ping. you it has every single uh objection that you're gonna probably have with your sellers it's already built into the pre-listing package and the way we have you design it makes it easy for them to see easy for them to understand on top of that if you use it the way we ask you to use it it's ammo against your competition I mean, there's no other, there's, it's the number one tool that a listing agent should have at their disposal. And if you don't know what a pre-listing package is, if you just have something that you threw together with a couple little flyers that you throw into a folder, that's not a pre-listing package, right? A pre-listing package is going to, is going to answer all the important questions. It's your portfolio. It's your sword when it comes to real estate. You need help with that? 
you got to get in contact with me, Hernan at csfirst.com, and I will help you go through that. I even uh, I can even do some presentations for broker offices, just throwing it out there. If you guys are brokers and you're trying to figure out how to get your agents to do a little more uh, scripted presentations and have a little bit more professionalism, I'd be happy to come in and do that for you at your office. So let me know. Um, right binder on, packages. Right that's your that's your realm. Yeah, that's my realm. I mean, the binder pack. Oh, I'm sitting here picking at my hand, and it's on camera. That's so funny. <laughs> anyway, binder packs are what we present to the client. It includes the full proposal and payment information. And what we what we encourage you to do is to make sure that you go through all of the different coverages with the insured. Make sure that they understand what those different things are, why they're getting them. Education. When it comes to insurance, education. Why are they buying this thing? Why are they buying this contract? And the better that they understand what they're purchasing, the more value they're going to find in what you're bringing to the table. All right. I'm responding on on Instagram Live. I didn't know I could do that, but I just oh, tried it anyway. Check that out. All right. So presentation must do uh, must dos. Bring a small gift. Reciprocity. You know, I haven't done that in the real estate side, but I mean, it would be nice how huh? you go to a listing presentation. You're, you, that is actually a gem now that I'm thinking about it. You bring like a little bottle of wine or you, you in other words, um, what we call it is like a, a soft close, right? This is, this is a presumptuous close. Look, we're going to celebrate after we sign the contract. We got this wine right here. And then, you know, you're already starting off the conversation with the assumption of closing. Yeah. You're, and it, it's great. <laughs> that, I just saw that right now in the show notes, and I'm like, that's actually genius thing to do when you go to a listing presentation. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, uh, one of the best things you can do is get to know not just your buyer, uh, assuming your buyer maybe has kids or your seller has kids or whatever. Bringing something that's going to make the kids happy. Yeah, or entertained. Or entertained, keep them entertained. Yes. Like anything like that. Oh, man, that that's gold. All right. That, dude, that is gold, actually. I mean, I, when I saw that, I was like, that is genius. I'm going to have all my agents <laughs> do that. You need to bring a gift with you. To, yeah, it's the it's whole reciprocity thing. I love that. Reciprocity is a beautiful thing. All right, the last uh, presentation must do. Dress for the occasion. Dress for the occasion. This does not mean necessarily dress to the nines. No, no, no. But it, it okay, look. First of all, we're in San Diego. So San Diego is definitely a shorts and flip-flops type of town. Right, but you always want to dress at least one level higher than whatever it is that you're going to go. If you're going to an, to an event and it's you know shorts and and you know a t-shirt, maybe you wear you know slacks and a polo. Right, you don't have to get you don't have to go all the way to the top, you know, suit and tie. But it does present something that's different. If you walk into a room and you're wearing a suit and tie, it shows a little more. It, it you stand out a little more, regardless of whether you're a professional or not. I love that commercial of the 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 uh, I think I don't remember what what the commercial was about what was what they were trying to sell but the guy was like a DJ and like they cut his hair and they groomed him all nice and they put him in a suit and he was asking if he wanted to uh, if they would trust him to be his financial advisor and I like, yeah, remember that yeah, yeah it's like fidelity you. or something might have been a fidelity commercial but they're yep. like yeah I trust you why because that he was wearing a suit 
right? That's all just it takes. because he's wearing a suit, he looks professional. Real estate agents, if you just dress up to go to your presentation, that already puts you above the competition that's not. You just look more professional. You may, you may not be more professional. I mean, we're hoping that we're send, setting you up with these systems here to be successful, where, mm-hmm. that you have all the tools, that you know exactly what to say, that you're following a process. We're hoping that you're a professional. But at the very bare minimum, if you're dressed up for the occasion and you're ready to rock and roll, you're going to appear more professional than, than your competition. For sure. But here's another point to consider. Not everybody that's listening to the show lives in San Diego, works in San Diego, lists and buys and sells in San Diego. You're true. You're Some people right. are listening right. out in the country. And you know what? Any country person who sees somebody walking up in a suit and tie, that might not be the person you want to do business with. Might be a little bit different out there. Might be a little bit different out there. So understand your demographic. Understand that the, the people that you're coming to see. And I I don't remember where I heard the story from. And I feel like I was in the Navy when I heard it. But, you know, definitely it was one of those things where you grow up on a farm and you're in your overalls and a t-shirt and some suit comes walking up to you to try and sell your house. You're like, I don't trust that guy. I don't trust that guy for nothing. No way. Greasy slime ball, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's walking up to a farm in a suit. Yeah. yeah, but the nah, guy nah. who walks up in work boots and jeans and, you know, a, a nice enough shirt. If you're like me and I'm like you. You like me. We like each I other, like right? You. We're good. We're good. So, I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to. Being professional in your demographic. Understanding what your demographic is and then dressing the part. All right, dude, we're rounding the band on time here. So, anything you want to finish up today, Mr. Strategic Partner for the Week? Mr. Strategic Partner for the Week? Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I've been doing a lot of thinking, doing a lot of planning here. You know, we're, out, we're rounding out here the end of the year, which is always an exciting time. You do get to start planning for the upcoming year. It's not necessarily New Year's resolutions. I'm not going to go and use that terminology. But you do have the time to reflect on the year past and look forward to goals in the next year. So one of the things that I'm definitely looking to do is to really, um, I don't know, to, to plan. Plan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't fail to plan. Plan to fail. So one of the things that I that I've mentioned on the podcast multiple times is to have a clear picture of what it is that you want. And so that's one of the things that I'm working on right now over the last over the next couple of weeks as we round the bend into 2019 is to have a clear picture of what my life, my business, my podcast, my strategic partnerships, what it all looks like this time next year. How are things going to be different? How are they going to be the same? What am I going to thank myself for starting to do today? What am I going to be angry for not doing? or not starting to do today. So there's a lot of things that I'm thinking about, and I invite you to do the the same thing. Absolutely. Remember that if you're interested in being a part of the podcast, you can email us, businessbros at csfirst.com. You can contact James directly, james at csfirst.com, me, Hernan at csfirst.com, and you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where we love to go live. Live. And uh, that's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. And I'm out.